mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at Where my mom's at always love those air horns. That's the sound of fun when there's air horns. That's so weird. All right. Hi, welcome to where my mom's at. Let's do some business at the top. I'm going to be performing. I've extended my residency um, at Flappers Comedy Club in Burbank. If you want to come see me work out new material, get my hour in good shape, come see me. I'm in the in the side room, the YooHoo room. There's like 50 tickets a week. Every, it sells out pretty fast. And um, so get them soon. But uh, pretty much every Thursday through December, I'll be doing that. So try it out. Go for it. What are you saying? Oh, imagine that thing. I get, I get uh, secret messages from Nadav. You might hear some loud banging sounds throughout this podcast. Um, that's because of our neighbors. Uh, we have just had rotten luck with studios with your mom's house. Uh, we moved in here and it was all great. And then, um, you know, a welding company moved in next door or lumberjacks. These are men that just chop things up all day and we, have, we can't do anything about it. So you might hear some bangs. Just make it part of the show. It's all fun. All right, moving forward, though, um, October, no, October 17th, I'm at the Irvine Improv in Irvine, California. October 25th, Pasadena, two shows, 8 o'clock and the 10 o'clock at the Ice House. That should be really fun. And then November 22nd, Seattle, and then the 23rd, Portland, Oregon. Tickets at Christina P. Online. I don't know. So weird today. I haven't exercised in a month because I've been sick for a month and I finally did it. I got to move this up. This is killing me. Oh, there we go. And um, I did Pilates today for the first time in a month and I'm I'm so tired. I was so depressed as I was doing it. I hate exercise. I forced myself to do it because I'm an old ass mom and I want to live to see my grandchildren. But uh, like you ever I I, <laughs> I literally I get. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I get depressed exercising. I'm the only person in the world. It's supposed to give you endorphins, not me. All the time, I'm like, can I nap? Like, I'm joking about how much I hate it. I'm such a dick. But um, so I did that. And then I want you to know, yes, I like Billie Eilish. I'm a cool mom. And I also have learned a new saying that the kids are saying, uh, Native and Chris, I'm sure you guys say this saying. When When you like something, you go, I'm here for it. Have, have you heard that? Have you heard it? Don't act like you don't say it. I'm here for it? Yeah, they go, I'm so here for it. I'm here for it. You don't say that? Uh, You're a millennial. Yeah, you know, it's that new new, you know? <laughs> We've been saying it for years. It just feels old to us already. You know? Is that right? I mean, I'm here for it. Like, that's, uh, I'm about it. I, I mean, like, that no. kind of lane of stuff, I feel like, has, has lived for a minute. Well, okay, I just caught wind of I'm here for it. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're, but you know, you're still ahead of all the other super, super cool moms. <laughs> I'm not like a regular mom, I'm a cool mom. <laughs> right. I'm trying, man. I don't leave the house. Like, I, I have two small children. 
I haven't left the house in a month, really, except to do stand-up and come here. So. I mean, hey, you know, don't yeah. not for nothing. You pioneered the whole TikTok platform for This us. is true. You figured it out. You <laughs> figured true. out how to game their algorithm. That's true. You know, you're... That's true. You're smart. Thank you, Native. You get into it. You <laughs> are ahead of some kids, even. I, think. I know. And thank God for the internet, because, I mean, it helps moms be less isolated. Like, I may be home cleaning butts all day, but... Like, I still get to be a part of the zeitgeist, which is fun. Oh, and do you know what a visco girl is? Actually, no. I, I've never heard that. What is oh, that? and an oop, and an oop, oop, oop. That's, what? That's for other people in the know who know what a visco girl is. Oop, oop, oop. Yeah, they go, and an oop, 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 and a oop, and a oop. So I learned from, <laughs> this is a TikTok thing. Um, <laughs> um that's why i don't know yeah but it's a real phenomenon so apparently teenagers if you have a teenager you might be seeing these girls around they're called visco v-s-c-o and i guess visco is an app that these like really hot chicks are on and they edit themselves yeah google visco girl v-s-c-o and okay okay i heard it so there's they wear oversized t-shirts or sweatshirt with nike shorts they wear vans crocs birkenstocks um, I like the Vans. I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan. And they wear um, a shell necklace. She also wears tube tops and jean shorts. She always has a Hydro Flask. This is what I've learned. And she can't leave home without a scrunchie. I have my scrunchie because I am now a Visco girl. And her favorite car is a Jeep. So it sounds like this might be a variant on the Valley Girl, I believe, from the 80s, kind of. And they have a lot of scrunchies, not just one. What they does do Visco lot. stand for? It's like an acronym, right? It's an app. I believe VSEO, it's like a, an app that you can um, glamorize your photos or what they call that, like touch up for photos. Okay. Yeah, like I'm, I'm not sure too. Guys, I'm, I've been collecting intel on this for like a couple of months. Been going back and forth with 95 Pigeons. He clues me in on a lot of stuff too in the, the cool world, the TikTok world. Um, yeah, also called VSCO Cam. I don't know. It's so, I think it's an app, guys. I'm pretty sure. But um Apparently, they're kind of annoying, too. Visco girls are very adamant that you don't use plastic straws. They use their hydro flasks, and they're always on social media being like the turtles or whatever. Yeah, here's VSCO. So, like, they're pretty girls, I guess. But if you want to be a cool mom, um, you know what I mean? <laughs> I just gave you guys, like, two really cool pieces of Intel moms about how to be up with the kids. And I'm, I'm so here for it. There you go. So let's get into it. Um, I want to start with the mom of the week because I got this and I just thought it was so funny. Let me cue it up. This is just a photo, right? N Native, I don't think it's a full vid. So it says, I thought you would appreciate my son's first birthday. Cake. Now, oh. let's take a look at our mom of the week. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot we had that. I know. It was so cool. Oh my God. I burned my throat yesterday eating tomato soup. I may, I started making tomato soup at home. And I just burned the crap out of my esophagus. Okay. I thought you'd appreciate my son's first birthday cake. They're never too young to learn that mom rules. Also, I love the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for the content. It's been helpful, entertaining. It's nice to know there's other cool moms out there. Thanks again, Courtney from Texas. And if you see the picture that's up on the, <laughs> the prompter, it says, you're welcome. And it's a picture of the baby sitting on the lap of the mother. And the cake is a picture of the mother. <laughs> and it says, you're welcome. Hilarious. Thank you, Courtney from Texas. Fantastic, right? They don't even know what's going on on that first birthday cake. That's fine. 
Yeah, I mean, you could probably do this for the first couple years, right? Uh, yeah, by two, they're kind of more aware. But by one, they're like, they don't... Yeah, yeah but they won't remember, like, uh, you yeah. know, Mom, I can't believe you put your face on my no. two-year-old birthday cake. You're not scarring them yet with your personality. That comes... By three, you're doing damage. Like, um, Ellis now wants to nap at school, because we usually do half days. So he requested a, a, a knapsack that all the kids sleep in. And we went to Target and I got him, a, it's a Mickey Mouse one he loves, Mickey, and it, it rolls up and it unrolls and the kid can lay on it. And he's been practicing rolling it, sleep, unrolling it, sleeping on it in the kitchen. And I'm like, oh, look at you. We got everybody. We got a hobo sleeping in the kitchen. <laughs> look at you and your hobo sack. And so now he started calling it a hobo sack. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, he's like, I got my hobo sack, dad. So I'm, today's the first day that he went to school with his hobo sack. And I'm really hoping that um, I don't hear it from the teachers. Because is hobo, is that, on the, is that on the list of unacceptable words yet? Hobo? Um, I don't think yet, but, you know, it's probably it's not close. too far away. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel, I, I think it's, it's, it's so old timey that it's not offensive yet. Hobo? Yeah. Hobo? Hobo. Hobo's funny. Google hobo. Let me see what a hobo. <laughs> I feel like they have bright red noses because they're alcoholics and they they hop trains and they have, um, you know, the stick with the with the satchel of stuff on it. I remember like in commercials whenever like somebody would run away from home. Yeah. Traveling worker. The term originated in the Western United States around 1890. Unlike a tramp who works only when forced to and a bum who does not work at all, a hobo is a traveling worker. Oh, okay. Oh, so it's the best kind of homeless person. <laughs> That's right, Nadav. If you had to choose which one you'd want in your community, you'd want the hardworking homeless person. Well, yeah, because also they don't stay, right? Right. Traveling worker. Mm-hmm. They go to where the work is. That's right. You don't want a bum because bums don't work at all. A tramp. I love that. A tramp I... is second best, it looks like. Yeah. Works when, only when forced, when but forced. they do work. <laughs> like, I feel, uh, what's his name? That singer, Tom Waits. He's like a tramp, right? Oh, no, no, no. Bukowski. Like, these drunks, these, these uh, alcoholic guys, they work when they're forced, when they have to pay the bills. This is so funny. You would never call somebody a bum, right? Like, that guy's a bum. That's what my dad would say. This guy's a fucking loser, man. He's a bum. All right, I'm try, try not to swear because a lot of you have been emailing me telling me that you listen to this show or you watch this on YouTube with your kids running around. I'm going to try really hard not to curse because God knows I failed at my house and my kids saying F it all the time. Okay, so that was that was Mom of the Week. So thank you, Courtney, from Texas. Let's get into this. There's been some great follow-up emails um first of all you know uh Ela klein was in here last week and we are talking about naming genitals this has been a reoccurring subject on this show and um olga i'm familiar with olga she's from the ukraine she was a listener when i was uh, doing uh that's deep bro and she writes in i love your recent episode with leanne very much and i remembered i wanted to write before on important topic of naming your child's genitals I've listened to this podcast last year. Here's a link. How to Protect Our Children from Sexual Abuse. Live in LA. Patty Fitzgerald, safety expert, atomic mom. So that's the name of the uh, podcast. How to Protect Our Children from Sexual Abuse. Live in LA. Patty Fitzgerald. Um, she says she there's a transcript. Anyway, valuable, valuable information given in a light way, not scary and anxiety producing. And if I remember correctly, the specialist recommended to call 
it by its name, like penis, because any person who tries to groom a child, get into their trust, persuade them to keep secrets from their parents, will sort of will be sort of scared away by the right name. Like it means a child can talk about their body, can tell parents what's going on, is more aware, something like that. Olga, thank you, Olga. I think what she means is like, um, you know, if if the kid is doesn't know the proper terminology, it probably means they're not talking about sexual, or whatever, their genitals with their parents and probably won't tell on the, the pervert who's trying to harm them. Um, so you better believe after I read this email, I coached Ellis hardcore. I was like, what's that called? Penis. What's that called? Penis. So it's like, and also I got another great piece of advice from a friend that was a school teacher. And, um, she said, we told our children from the time they were very little, this is your, you know, the only person that should touch your penis is mom, dad, or the doctor, nobody else, or your vagina is mom, dad, or the doctor. So there you go, guys pretty I think pretty cool and and also like if it's nonchalant I kind of do it you know a penis is no different to me than an elbow when it comes to your children because they're just you know they came out of you I made his penis inside of me it's not that big of a deal it's not that big of a deal okay also this is fascinating so we've been <laughs> we have been uh relentlessly just taunting the gentleman who wrote in a long a while ago about um he was having sex with his wife with their child in the room and the, the, the child woke up, I guess the kid was sleeping and um, was like, what's the sloshing noise, daddy or something? And it ruined his boner and he was really upset about that. We have a, an email from the gentleman and I would like Josh, if you would please read this in a male voice. I think it deserves a male um, read on it, if you would, per se, per chance. <clears throat> Mommy Tina, I am the original mommy slash daddy fail that had sex while our son was in the room with us. I am happy to report that we have found the error of our ways and have realized the negative ramifications of our sexy time actions. I never thought that my childhood crush Alyssa Milano, Dr. Drew, and the mommy nation, as well as the personality <laughs> champ herself, would help me and my wife realize the damages we might be causing our little one. I hope that by sharing my call helps other couples. And I love you guys for sharing it. I love you and I love the podcast and consider myself a tuned in and responsible dad who is committed to okay. breaking the okay. cycle of irresponsible okay. parenting. Got it. Thank you. Thank you. No. Oh, he goes signed. No more washing noises in the bedroom. Norm from San Antonio. Congratulations. Give Norm a round of applause. I think that took a lot of courage to write that email, Norm. And thank you, Josh, for your acting. I don't know if he was crying as he was typing. <laughs> I like to think so. <laughs> that was really good work. Um, but yes, thank you, Norm. It wasn't just you. I don't want you to feel singled out. There are I actually was getting quite a few emails from people and phone calls like, my kids are bumming me out. I can't seem to jizz when they're in the room. Like, well, there's probably a reason you sh shouldn't be orgasming. Catch me outside. Yeah. How about that? Catch me outside. Cash me outside, she says. It's cash me outside, right? Cash me outside. How about that? Yeah. Why cash me outside? I think that might just be how she pronounces it. Oh, she's making it cooler by saying cat cat it's like lazy english cast me outside 
Yeah. She's like st- more street that way. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Street to the max. Yeah. <laughs> what a. F- She's a real what, cool mom. What a generation. <laughs> what a generation. Like, yeah, comes me not with that. Not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. Can you believe that people get famous now off of being ridiculous like that on Dr. Phil? Like, it's. It's so rude to him. Like, I love Dr. Phil. I would be mortified if my kid went on there and was talking crap to him. Like, catch me outside. Like, ew. But what if your kid then uh, did performances for 50 grand a piece? (laughs) I know. That's pretty cool. I know, because then she got super famous off of that, which, hey, good for her. She parlayed 15 minutes of fame into like 35, which is huge. Yeah, she'll have money until at least 23. At least 23. If she doesn't cultivate a drug habit, which she probably already, I don't know if she does or have or not. But, uh, oh, let's do, we have mom hacks. Let's start with something fun. I love these mom hacks. I just tried the plastic sheet mom hack. For those of you who didn't hear that episode, a woman wrote in saying you should put multiple um, plastic coverings on your crib mattresses. And I've just done that because, yeah, sometimes, you know, my kids pee. They pee in the night and they... Oh, infant sleep sacks are huge too, by the way. My kids just, sorry, they, they pay themselves in the night and then I have to change the sheets every day, which is super annoying. So get yourself some rubber crib liners, get multiple, stack them on in that way. And then this too, um, if you're not putting your baby in a sleep sack, get your life. Um, I like the, the Halo, they're not paying me to say anything, H-A-L-O, sleep sack. Google that on your Amazon link. Um, shop through where my mom's at.com. Use the banner at the bottom of the homepage. Do your shopping as you normally would. We get a little kickback if you do that. Here they are, the Halo Sleep Sack. I absolutely love these. Both my children have been living in these at night. They start like this without um, the legs. And then once they become toddlers, you can buy sleep sacks that they can walk around the house in, which is just fantastic. And that way they don't kick any blankets off. And they also won't um, choke in the blanket, which is a huge concern. I like the light one, the cotton one for summer, and then they have a like um, flannel. It's almost too hot, which is a little uh, weird, but we're not in that cold of a climate. Halo sleep sack, life saver. So thank you for that. Someone submit that. Is that why we're bringing up that one, Native? I yeah, I think that was one of the mom hacks. Oh, here it is. Yeah. The nest, she likes the nested bean sleep sack. It's a lightly weighted sleep sack that you put your baby in for beds and naps. It mimics your touch um, to help them self-soothe and sleep longer. Well, this is, that's cool. I didn't know that. Um, I figured what the hell worth it. 35 bucks. I started when my boy was like two months old. At that time, he would wake up every two hours. Ugh. It took one month and every night got gradually better and better. By three months old, he was sleeping through the night. Wow, what a lifesaver. I'm glad to say at almost six months old, he still sleeps through the night every night, which makes mom life so much easier. And she never had the four-month sleep regression. Well, lucky you, Lauren. So thank you for submitting that. Um, Here it is, the nested bean. So it mimics them being held. There's also swaddles you can buy. For those of you listening, new moms or moms-to-be, there are um, on Amazon, you can buy... I think Halo makes them too, um, swaddled, swaddler type sleep sacks with the Velcro swaddle. So you don't have to do redo the swaddle all night long. You know, here they are. This is, it's up on the screen if you want to, if you're watching this on YouTube. Yeah, fantastic. Cotton, so it's breathable sleep sack swaddle. Fantastic. Thank God for this stuff, man. I don't know how people had kids before Amazon. Could you imagine? <laughs> I mean, I, I, oof, I Amazon stuff every air day, all day, diapers, you name it. I get everything, wipes, I get the soap, I get, 
I mean, I already go to Target like once every other day just because my kids love it. I feel like I've now they've got the Starbucks at Target, which is really neat. Can you believe this is my life? Like, I'm so excited about freaking Target. Oh, my God. Who am I? Who am I? The other day I was like telling some um, millennial in our kitchen, I was like, yeah, I used to party with the guys from Jackass one time. I went to that party and, uh, you know, like, I was so cool. Now I, I'm not like a regular yeah, mom. I'm yeah, a cool mom. Yeah. Now I'm stoked because there's a Starbucks at Target that I can go to before I go <sighs> shopping for a sleep sack for my three-year-old. Big life. Okay. It's the little, you know what, though? Quite, I, and I mean this in all sincerity. This is an argument for having children later in life. Is I, I, I've done a lot of stuff, and now I'm really happy to just get stoked about, about that, about Target. Ah, this is a great mom hack, too. This came in. I did not know about this. Um, not sure if this is a mom hack, but I think it fits. I'm a new mommy. My son is five months old, and I just started listening to your podcast. I've noticed that a lot of the time, some of the mom... Who's that? Oh, shit. What's that? Is <laughs> that your phone? No, no, no. no. Uh, I think I have the where my mom's at email. Oh, the voice calling us. And <laughs> closed. Oh, that's our voicemail line. You know what? Good time to give it a plug. 213-375-5184. Again, 213-375-5184 if you want to leave a voicemail for me. I, I prefer the voicemails to emails, guys, because I love hearing your voice. I love, I think it helps people connect more to um you know to you to us to our, our little mom community but if you do email but if you do thank you definitely send us a video send us video of like 30 to 60 seconds with either your mom fails or your mom hacks we love all of it good where are my moms at at gmail.com that's that okay so what i was talking about okay 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 i noticed a lot of the time some of the mom struggles simply come out of the fact that the mom is sleep deprived but why do you have to be sleep deprived when my son was first born he was that baby that would not sleep and he got to the point where he would only sleep when I was holding him. Oh boy, and my husband and I thought there has to be a better solution. We decided to take a leap and hire a certified pediatric sleep consultant. This was by far the best decision we have made. We started working with our sleep consultant when our son was just four weeks old. Our consultant would talk to us every week and help us with new tips and tricks that he uh, could try for his sleep to improve it every week by the time my son was 10 weeks old he was sleeping 10 to 11 hours at night with good naps during the day and i never had to deal with a four-month sleep regression i know you used a doula to help you but the cost of that was not an option for us and the sleep consultant was a lot less expensive with an incredible outcome they will also work with you over the phone so this product is available to anyone, anywhere. Everyone I talk to, I tell them to hire a sleep consultant because it was a godsend. So there you go. Um, also, the, this consultant helped validate some of the normal feelings that I had, she writes. So there you go, guys. If you can't afford a doula, um, hire a sleep consultant. They'll do it over the phone. And also Mitzi, who was um, a guest on this show, she does phone consulting as well. And you can find her, I think she was episode two, Mitzi the doula. She does phone as well. That was from Tamarin. So thank you, Tamaran, 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 for that. And we have a couple of, um, do we have any hacks on, no, not on voicemail. Okay. Anyway, I thought I love those. Send me your mom hacks. I absolutely love them. I love sharing them because God knows we could all use uh, shortcuts in our mom lives. Oh, you know what's a great mom hack? BT dubs. I think I mentioned this with Ela. I'll just mention it again. Um, the hose. <laughs> um, if you're not letting your kids play with the hose, 
you're really missing out. Um, I just hand my son a hose and the two of the older one and the two of them just go nuts for like two hours in the backyard. It's fantastic. You just chill, sit back and watch your kids go nuts with a hose. Get the long one with the gun so they feel very powerful shooting stuff. I got that on Amazon. Now, do you have to yeah. worry about them pointing the hose on each other? Or yeah. Or do you let them do it? Well, you say if you do it again, if you spray your little brother again, I'm taking it away. And boy, oh boy, does that end real quick. So, yeah. You just train them parameters. Don't spray the garbage. If you do it, I'm going to take it away. <laughs> Don't spray the dog. You know, simple. Ooh, all right. So garbage, dog, and brother. And brother. <laughs> Don't Pretty good limits right there. It's great. And they just run around in their, their die-dyes and, like, white trash babies that they are. And, um... It's fun. It's fun. Why not? It's freedom, right? Do you still let them uh, mess around with a bottle of shaving cream? No, we haven't done that in a while. And that's a great mom hack as well, guys. Uh, if you got about two to three-year-olds, love shaving cream. On Amazon, just buy some Barbasol and let them go nuts. They're going to get messy. You can do it in the bathtub if you want to be a total lazy mom. I let them just go in the backyard, spray themselves like crazy, and then just hose them down, bring them in. Easy peasy. Lemon squeezy. Also, rice. Kids love just like a bucket of rice with some beans in it or um, anything tactile. Like none of the toys. My kids don't care for any toys. It's all stuff around the house. Scotch tape. Oh, my God. I give Ellis just a roll of tape and he's just stoked for so long. Okay, let's do um, let's do what would CP do? These are good. Do you have a. You got mom questions? CP's got mom answers. What would Christina P do? Let's talk. You like that. You're so funny. You're so funny. You have the best burps. Thank you. You're so complimentary today, Nadav. It's like a it's like you want to raise or something. Do you want to raise? I mean, you know, if you're handing it out, sure, why not? Yes, I humbly accept the raise. <laughs> What'd you do this weekend? What's your life like? What's my life like? <laughs> Um, I'm so curious about everybody in their off hours in case you haven't. I'm always asking these boys, what do you guys do? What are you doing? What'd you do? Um, well, it was my birthday this uh, oh. this weekend on Friday. So Happy birthday. Of, thank you. A couple of friends took me out to a birthday party. Oh. And then I spent most of Saturday recovering. Oh. And, uh, <gasps> okay, Nadav <the dog> got <laughs> wasted. <laughs> okay. What did you drink? Uh, I'm kind of a whiskey scotch person. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, uh, you got ripped. Yeah, the, yeah. The next day was pretty rough. You you taste that's one that's one of the easier ones to taste. But and then on Saturday, my phone was acting all messed up, so I uh, I tried to get the battery replaced, yeah. and that turned out a lot shadier than I was expecting. Shadier? Why? I went on Yelp, and it was like someone <laughs> that had like a lot of really positive reviews, but no address. Oh my! So god. I did the request a quote thing, um, and uh, the person just messages me. He's like, "What's your address?" Oh like, my god! I'm like, what? Uh, he's like, yeah, I'll, like I'll head over and like fix your phone. I was no. like, oh, how soon? Uh, and I give him the address, and then he te- like he messages me back like ten minutes later saying I'm outside. <gasps> um, I'm like, okay, and I go downstairs, and uh, I have had drug dealers go drug deals go way smoother than how what? that phone repair went. It was just he was in his phone, or sorry, he was in his car. Uh, <laughs> fixing it like w- in the driver's seat. He was double parked on a super narrow street, and at one point, my phone started smoking. Uh, <gasps> it was it was real touch and go there for a bit. And did he know. did he fix it? He ended up fixing it. Yes, but it was very it was very scary. 
Jesus, what? why not just go to the Apple store? Is that out of the question? <laughs> well, I mean, it was like 7 o'clock on a Saturday. I'm like, I'm just uh, going to yeah. do my due diligence. And then the person's like, I could come right now. And I'm like, all right, let's see what this is about. Um, yeah. I make a lot of bad decisions. Well, no, you do. That was clearly reckless. But, yeah. the, but the Apple store, to be fair to you, is the seventh ring of hell. Yeah. It is chaos it is disorganized yeah i love when you check in and they're like go stand over there somebody might help you yeah i don't have (laughs) half a day to wait around like a dick oh it's the worst i know and then they're like did you back it up did you back up your phone because we're about to erase your entire life if you're not careful yeah um this guy didn't ask any of those questions no didn't Uh, no yeah as soon as it started smoking i'm like does does that always happen (laughs) and he's like nope I'm like, is it going to turn back on? He's like, we'll see. Like, okay. Oh, my God. What uh, what nationality? He was Armenian. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, that yeah, sounds yeah. like an immigrant special. No, yeah. It was like, uh, and he was like in his early 20s <laughs> in a BMW. Like, yeah, body, body, he, yeah. Whatever this is, he has it figured out. Yeah. Yeah. These guys got all the angles, man. Yeah. I thought I'm for sure that's some immigrant stuff. You, you're still thinking like a, a, an immigrant. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like, I yeah. never know. Like, you know, you hear a deal. That's like too good to pass up. Like, I mean, I've bought a home theater system at a gas station. Oh my God. Yeah. You're so cheap. Is it it because it's cheap? It's like the Israeli. I don't know what it is. It's like, I I see the deal. (laughs) I feel the deal. And then I live the deal. Yeah. You know? Never works out. And like these guys, you know, they're just pointing out the price on the box. It's like, this is 2,500, but we just want like 50 bucks. (laughs) It's like, oh, I can't pass that up. No, it's like Crazy Gideon. Did you ever... Remember yeah, Crazy Gideon? I remember Crazy Gideon. Wasn't he? So there's this guy in LA called Cra- Crazy Gideon, and he would have these commercials on in LA locally, and he would sell you a television for ten dollars. Yeah, and the premise was <laughs> that he is mentally ill. <laughs> well, that was the premise <laughs> of the so commercial. Great, yeah. I'm so mentally ill. Take advantage of me and yeah. get these TVs yeah. for cheap. I'm Crazy Gideon, but I wonder if his TVs even worked. I mean, that's the thing. Like, uh, like so after I bought that home theater system, I went to a friend's house. And uh, I told them the story, and at first, you know, they're like, yeah, you're an idiot. And yeah. we started Googling whatever the name on the box was. <laughs> and, like, Google auto-filled it and then had scam afterwards, like, after it. Of course. Yeah, and then uh, all I found out was that everyone got the home theater system for cheaper than I paid for. Okay. Everyone paid okay. 20 Okay, no See why I like talking to younger people? Because... Just when I think my life is just boring and ridiculous, and then you hear their ridiculous tales of woe. Like, and then I had my phone repaired by a guy I found on Yelp. Of course you did, because you're 30 years old. You're an infant. God, right? No. And then I'm glad to be a 43-year-old exhausted mom. Cool. Okay. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, you're welcome. Never share. Okay. All right. Sorry. No, I'm just kidding. You're, You're wonderful. All right. Let's get back to the show. Let's do some WWCPDs. What would Christina P do? Let's do voicemails. Yeah, we got a first. Bunch. We got a grip, homie. Here we go. Damn. <laughs> hey there. I was just listening to this week's Where My Mom's Out with Leon Kreischer, and I was really attracted to the part that talked about seeing your beaner as like a little baby. My daughter is just under a year old, and she's just now seeing my little thing hanging down between my legs and I'm like should I cover it up does it really matter it's not just like the gaze or anything and <laughs> there's nothing sexual so yeah when when's sure. the right time 10 years old clearly too late like yeah. you're scarred whatever but <laughs> when would be the right time for an actual healthy relationship with my daughter please let me know thanks wait how old did he say his girl was do you remember uh I think she said he said she was just turning one 
Oh, yeah. It's, it's just like the gays. It's not sexual. That's my favorite one. It's like, that's like, that's a YMA drop, your mom's house, if you guys don't listen to that show. Yeah, I mean, listen, bro. Um, as a girl who grew up looking at her dad's dong all the time, like, I mean, I remember one time I was um, talking to some girls in my 20s, and they're like, I've, have you, have you ever been with an uncircumcised guy? I was like, no, my dad is uncircumcised. Like, I knew what that looks like because my dad has an uncircumcised dog because he's European. So, yeah, I'm trying to think when I started becoming cognizant, I would say to be on the safe side, one. Infancy, big deal. They're really not registering. But, like, I would say right now, just to be on the safe side, two for sure, once they're saying words and they're starting to form sentences, um, yeah, about one and a half is definitely, they're very cognizant of what's happening. So let's be safe. Let's call it one. If uh, I think Leanne had mentioned that when Bert showers or bathes with the girls that he wore a Speedo. So if you can take a shower with your little girl, I would just wear a, a Speedo. My dad also started to wear those by force after I was like, you can't, can you stop being naked around me? I'm 12. And then he, he begrudgingly put on a Speedo. <laughs> I was like, So from 12 and on, he was behaving? Yeah, because he also had hooked up with my stepmother at the time, who she ended up really normalizing a lot of the, his odd behaviors. Because when a woman comes in the house to a single dad home, like now we would eat on regular plates instead of paper plates. Now the dog would get a proper bath instead of the, the cold hose. Uh, or like she started letting our dog drink regular water instead of pool water. Like shit like that that my dad would just let happen like we ate out of cans a lot my dad and i um so she was kind of like what are you, what's going on here you know um she i never saw her naked only once when there was an earthquake she ran out of they ran out of their room naked uh, can i ask you something sure go ahead Nadal. uh you know just because we both have immigrant dads i wanted yeah. to see if your dad ever did this because i remember the entire time i lived in the house uh if my dad took a shit <laughs> The door was open, no. and you can ask him anything. No! Yeah. No! That, w that was just me? That's just you, bro. Whoops. Yeah, that's... So he would oh, he would just make browns, and then you could be like, Hey, Dad, can you pick me up from the mall tomorrow? Well, it would be like, Hey, Mom, where's Dad? And he's like, Oh, he's in the bathroom. So you'd go over to the master bathroom. Because <laughs> like, it would be like an hour-long thing for him. Oh, of, of course. Yeah, well, it's see, a long thing. But then you'd think that Dad... Because in my house, my dad took vile dumps, morning dumps, <laughs> that the, it would permeate through the entire hall. And that's how I knew my dad was awake because yeah. he was dumping horrible dad dump. But and he- terrible farts. Terrible farts. Yeah, could just clear the room type of fart. Well, he also drank a 12 or a beer every night. Yep, so the morning, yeah. But, um, but he would always close the door and he would tell me, get lost, like if I tried to talk to him. So I'm surprised your dad didn't want that as sacred time. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe he just saw that as a bonding time. <laughs> Come and here, did, son. Did you see his wiener? Sure, yeah. No, yeah. I, I mean, not when he was taking a shit, but I mean, don't get me. There were <laughs> there were other opportunities to see it. When did you see his wiener? Um, I, rem I remember <laughs> one of the times that he got sick. Uh, like, he had some sort of intestinal thing. So, like, we were all in the hospital, like, before he was going to go into surgery. Or maybe it was right when he came out. And he was like, hey, you want to see something crazy? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Uh, what? And then he lifts his blanket. He's like, you ever see a catheter? 
Oh, and then I saw a catheter going to my dad's dick. What yeah. is wrong with these people? Yeah, I was like in fourth or fifth grade, I think. Yeah, why would he want to show that I to I remember it like it was yesterday, Christine. Of course <laughs> you do. And you're going to tell your therapist about this. I mean, why do they have to... Why, why, why the need to overshare it with our parents? My mother was the same way. Like, you want to see how I douche my vagina? Like, no, I don't want to see you douche. You want to see how I shave my vagina hair? Like, oh my God. No, I don't. I don't want to see anything medical on anybody ever, except my husband, maybe. Right? Like, why are you showing it? Ugh, they just want to mortify us. They're such, you know what it is? They're such sucking vortexes of narcissistic need. Like, they don't even consider that that might affect a child, right? Like, there's no consideration that maybe a fourth grader doesn't want to see a catheter in his dad's peener. Right. They, they, yeah. they value interaction <laughs> over uh, discretion, I guess. Yeah. It's so gross. Anyways, to call her, yeah, listen. <laughs> Do your girls a favor. Modesty is always a great policy, I think, with the opposite sex. Now, that being said, with opposite sex children... Um, that being said, I'm not so sure it's a big deal between father and son. I don't know. My husband showers with both children naked because they have the same stuff. I don't know. I, don't, I wonder about that one as well. Um, but my sons don't see my meow. Um, no. If I, In the past, I've, I've gone to the bathroom in front of my kids, but I make sure to cover everything as I'm doing it because I do think it's good for them to see how you take a shit. Because they're learning how to do that or how you go pee. They don't have to see it come out, um, the opposite sex parent. But, you know, just to get an idea of how the toilet works so that it's not a big deal. Because I think a lot of Americans are hung up on toilet modesty, too. Like, oh, my gosh. It's just not that big of a deal. It's not that big of a deal. Okay. Um, what, are th what else yeah, we got? we got more. I love these. Here we go. Yeah. Yo, what up, CP? Uh, this is another gentleman calling the show, and I had a question about single moms out there. I'm 29, and the age I'm getting to, um, I don't have any kids, but a lot of the women that I'm starting to date, or still dating, um, <laughs> they have kids and they're single. So um, just curious about any advice navigating those waters. I did, in my last relationship, um, overstep some boundaries in terms of just disciplining a child and, and – um, was put in my place and you know you're not her father it's not your place to to discipline her so um lesson learned there and i was just curious if there were any other pearls of wisdom uh from you or single moms thanks gosh um no i'm not a single mom but if you are a single mom and would love to chime in on this question email me where my mom's at at gmail.com leave me a voicemail 213-375-5184 so we can answer this guy um, what I do know of single parents and dating, did he mention if he had a child or not as well? No, he doesn't. He doesn't. Yeah. One thing I know about single moms is ain't nobody got time for that. Like they don't have time to mess around. Um, so if you make a date with them, show up. Don't stiff them. Don't, I mean, what's that word? Uh, cancel on them last minute. Don't dick around. They don't have a lot of time for you. That's what I know. Oh, yeah, ghost. What's the word? Go. Well, yeah, like, don't be. No call, no show. Don't do that. Yeah, that's so lame. Like, if you're going into it, um, I, from what I've heard from single parents, it's like they're not going to give you their time unless it's really worth it. So don't play around. Like, they they don't, homie, don't, I play that shit. You know what I'm saying? 
Um, and yeah, don't discipline other people's kids. Unless, I mean, unless you're a stepdad. And even then, I think it's sticky water. I don't think my stepdad ever disciplined me or my stepmother. Um, but yeah, moms, uh, single moms, chime in. Let me know. From what I hear, it sounds like your intention is really important. If you're really into her, you're going to have to live around her schedule because she's the breadwinner and the primary caregiver. So she does not have a lot of free time to F around. So there you go. Okay, um, let me answer this next one via email and then we'll do another voicemail. This one says, longtime listener, um, my husband and I have been trying to conceive for the past year. We are both 31 years old and around these parts. She's from rural, 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 rural Ohio. That's an old mom, 31. I need, to tell, I need you to tell me I'm not old and I have plenty of time. What makes it worse is two of my employees are pregnant. Oh, one I was so happy for and not even a little jealous. She's practically my best friend. The other one I hate so much. She's the worst person in the world and I wish she would go away. Being the boss, I have to be happy for both of them. How do I be equally happy for both of them? I'm so angry that such a shitty person gets to have a baby on her first try, but my husband and I have to try so fucking hard to keep getting these negative tests. Guide me, jeans. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I know. It's so funny. It's like the minute you start trying to get pregnant, everybody around you gets pregnant. You turn on the television and it's a Pampers ad. You turn on the radio and it's a song about having a baby. It's like it's like you notice it more and the rottenest women in the world are pregnant or they're on their second pregnancy and you can't even conceive your first. So that's totally normal. And I think you're just picking it up more because you're you're in that headspace of wanting to get preggers. Thank you. But um, 31 is very young. I know in the Midwest that's considered like really old. Um, but just know out here on the West Coast and on the East Coast, that's still really young. However, um, infertility issues are not necessarily age. They are age-related at 35 and up, right? That's the cutoff, 35 and up, they tell you, is when it, it starts to decrease your fertility pretty rapidly. Um, if I were you, I would ease my mind by making a doctor's appointment at the fertility clinic, have them test your FSH levels, your look at your egg reserve, uh, with, a, with a simple ultrasound, even just that, having an ultrasound done to look at your egg reserve in your ovaries will ease your mind um, so that you know exactly how much time you have. And um, yeah, and kind of start to learn about the options moving forward. But go to the doctor, you know, they'll tell you exactly what the timeline is. 31 is not old. Um, yeah, so don't don't let other people get in your ear about that. There's a, there, I know. You're just so, you're sensitive right now because you're trying to do something that you feel like you should be able to do. And why isn't it happening? And it's like your only biological function in the world, right, as a woman is to make a child. And it's terrible when it doesn't um, work out. Hold on. There was another thing. Someone wrote in asking me about being an old mom. And I wanted to get in on this. Someone was writing and they said they were 41 years old around there. Oh, here we go. Let me just, because this kind of piggybacks. This is a nice one. Old moms, love the podcast. Thank you very much. I'm not a mom, but my husband and I have started trying. Because of financial stability and health issues, we waited. Oh, we've been married 12 years and I'm 34 and my husband is 41. I'm a little upset with myself that I didn't have kids earlier. Every stupid website and person who has a WebMD medical degree claims it becomes so difficult to get pregnant after 35 and it's starting to get to me a little. But then I see women conceiving naturally in their 40s. The issue that bothers me most came from a mutual friend and my husband and I's wife. They have three daughters and she offhandedly mentioned 
that me being an older mom would be unfair to my future kids. I wouldn't have the energy an older mom, as an older mom to care for them properly. I disagreed saying I was feeling better than ever. She said, yeah, but when they're 10, you'll be in your 40s. So what, bitch? I played it off, but since then, I have been feeling inadequate, I guess. I know she's full of shit, but it's still settled in my brain and has been bothering me ever since. What do you think? Older moms can be just as good as the 20-somethings, right? Uh, who is this person? From Jessica R. Um, no, she's right. Uh, <laughs> you, you don't have as much energy um, in your 40s as you do in your 20s. So that part is actually accurate. So let's go through it. I'm going to give you the down and the dirty, the good, the bad, and the ugly about having kids older. So you don't have as much energy in your 40s as you do in your 20s. That's a biological fact. Um, the snapback is also a lot harder in your 40s because you're not in your 20s when your body is just dying to lose weight and your metabolism is through the roof. So that being said... I would say those are two biggest downsides to being an older mom. However, having young children in my 40s has kept my energy levels way up. I, I've always been a bit of a busy body to begin with. I've always been like really, I just do shit all the time. Um, it's going to make you more active. And yeah, you're going to rise to the occasion. It's going to be a little bit harder for you. Yes. Same with your body. So what does that mean? Now that you're older, you're in your mid-30s, your husband is 41, I'm guessing he's more established, you're more established, you have more resources. So guess what? Tell your fucking, your, your bitchy friends, yeah, I may be 34, but I can afford to go exercise. I can afford a great diet. I can afford to make myself and my body strong and supple so that I can carry a child in my 40s or be older or whatever. And um, you compensate that way. And that's the greatest benefit I see of being an older parent is that you're way more emotionally mature. You've done your therapy, hopefully. You've done your, your your work to fix your issues. And you have more resources. So if you're too tired to do every single thing perfectly that a 20-year-old mom can do, well, that's when you can afford somebody you really, really trust and love who becomes a part of your family. And they take the kids to the park every now and then. Ooh, I know. Isn't that terrible of me to say? No, it ain't. Because guess what? Um, I'm alone with two little boys a lot. My husband travels a lot. And I'm the primary. I'm all the, always there. Um, there are Saturday mornings. I am so thankful that we have somebody who can take them to the park for me. And my kids have a great time and we bond sometimes in other ways. So when the kids get home, I'll bake some muffins with them or do something way more low key. Um, that being said, do I sometimes take them to the park? Yeah, of course. Just not all the times because mama is older and that's okay. So they're just going to have a little bit different of an existence with you. Um, and okay, so I'm going to be older, which means, yeah, I'll be 50 something when my kids are 10-ish, <laughs> whatever. Uh, and also I will probably die when they are in their 40s. I'm, I hope, gosh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, that being, I thought about that too. I'm older, so my kids went, might lose me um, earlier in their adult lives. That's why I had two, so they can have each other. I did actually think those thoughts through. But uh, hey, man, there's good and bad for both. If you're young, you're also vivacious. Your body can snap back, and and um, yeah, I don't think you get as cranky. You're not as set in your ways as you get older. But listen, f all the haters. 
it's it's not that a person that's it's only because you're you feel inadequate so you you lock in something when somebody offhandedly says something that's what's going on don't listen to your inner voice go ahead and do it um yeah go ahead and fucking do that shit all right let's do another voicemail hi christina p i have a question for you um do you use public restroom changing tables i keep seeing on facebook it going around that people do drugs on these tables and so it was like don't use these tables and everyone's like well where am i supposed to change my baby i'm kind of a new mom i pretty much usually just go to the car and then all summer i would like go outside and just go on the grass Mm. but yeah these public restroom changing tables are gross they gross me out and like then people were saying there's drugs on them so let me know what you think thanks ah Oh, they're so nasty. I know public changing tables are the nastiest. So here's my mom hack. Here's what I've been doing. A, change them in the car if you can. Um, if you have like an SUV or whatever, just open up the, the trunk and you have a nice flat area. Change that baby there. You can buy those wonderful pads. Like, you know, they come in diaper bags. You just, it's like an open pad. You lay the baby on the pad. If I've I've used public diaper changing stations, yes, but I've wiped them down thoroughly. And here's my hack. If I'm at the mall, I do not use the public restroom for the general public. I'll go to like Neiman Marcus's bathroom. Like you go to the bougie nice, go to Nordy's and use their diaper changing station. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about? Do not go to like the general pop. Ugh, gen pop is nasty. Hey, how about that? That's what's up. Like, I wouldn't even want to take a dump with the general population, let alone put my baby's head down on the thing. Oh, it always smells like turds in there too. So if you're at the mall, go to the nicest public restroom you can find. You know what's great? Neiman has like a family changing room. Some of these fancier malls have family changing rooms that probably don't have blow all over them. So there you go. What else? What are the voicemail we got, mommy? Hi, Jean. So, first time mom here. I'm 25 weeks, and everyone keeps asking me, what are you doing after the baby? Are you staying home? Are you going back to work? How much time are you taking off work? And my answer is, I don't fucking know. Leave me alone. (laughs) Um, How do you figure that out? And also, I realize I have a huge aversion to being a stay-at-home mom after my mom and I um, hung out one day, and after I left, I had a massive panic attack. realizing that I have such an aversion to being a stay-at-home mom because my mom was a stay-at-home mom for about five or six years, and that's when my dad started cheating. So in my head, um, being a stay-at-home mom is associated with severe depression, lots of happy pills, and your husband cheating on you. So I know you've mentioned you've had a lot of, like, fucked-up childhood memories come up, uh, because of having children, did any that you kind of suppressed popped up when you were pregnant or first had your babies? Thanks, Jeans. Love you. Bye. Okay. So there's three. Hold on. She has three different questions here. What do you tell other people? Those nosy Nancys, aren't they the worst? We can't you and the babies. I got that question. What do you, are you going to, are you going to still tour? How are you going to do that? How can you work and have a baby? I remember it it exploded people's minds that I would still um, go do comedy. I remember I did did a set pregnant in Montreal when I was five months pregnant with Ellis. And and they, they wrote under it. They were like, 
you know, she's pregnant, but she's still edgy. As if, like, it, you know, carrying a child sucks all the coolness out of you. Like, it, you know, I'm just making a person. I'm not, I'm not fully lobotomized. And also, it's none of your business what my socioeconomic status is and what my husband and I will choose to do. So, what do you politely say? I don't know. We haven't, we haven't decided yet. It's none of your, it's basically none of your fucking business is the right answer. That being said, yeah, it sounds like you do have um, a mental aversion to becoming a stay-at-home mom because of the traumatic things that happened um, basically to you. Because if your dad started cheating when your mother was staying at home with you guys, uh, you said five or six years in, that means about when you're, I'm guessing, five or six years old, your whole world fell apart. And um, and I think children in your child's brain, you don't want to blame your cheating dad because you can't make your parents bad, but you're going to, you blame what you see around you, right? So you're like, well, maybe it's because my mom was the stay-at-home mom and maybe she wasn't keeping him interested and maybe she was this boring, neurotic, blah, 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 blah. So um, people don't cheat uh, because, I, I mean, from what I've heard, I don't know. I, I, people cheat because they're insecure, uh, because they are broken inside. <laughs> I don't know if it's because they have like boring stay-at-home moms for spouses. And um, by the way, just for the record, anybody listening, I have the utmost respect for the stay-at-home mom because it is it is the fucking hardest thing to do in the world to give up your outside life and to stay home all day, every day with infants is the most incredible job. It's so hard to do. Um, so I do, I would say get into counseling for that man, because it sounds like you have a kind of a phobia around something because you blame that thing for the demise of your parents' relationship and ultimately the, the ruining of your, your young childhood. Um, so I'm sorry that that happened to you. That's terrible. Um, yeah, don't let that, don't let that, um, rob you of, by the way, the joys of being home for, for your baby's first few years and, and, Hey, listen, I I don't, I'm not taking any sides on stay at home versus working mom because I think that's insanity to even judge anybody's decision. But just be aware that, yeah, the first four or five years of a child's development are huge. You don't get those years back. And, um, and they, you know, you mess those up, boy. (sighs) You're looking at a product of (laughs) many years of therapy because my parents were getting a divorce. Uh, by the time I was four, they already split. I moved countries and then my parents were fighting and everything when I was two, three. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I've dealt with a lifetime of therapy and problems and depression because of my parents were not into me the first four or five years. Um, well, that's why I'm so mental about being around for my kids these formative years. Just keep that in mind. There's no pressure. I'm just letting you know facts, 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 and figure out what's right for you and your family Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's, uh, you know, working part-time, maybe, I don't know, a daycare situation. I know a friend of mine, she's a working mom. She works full-time, but she has a, her work provides a daycare center at her job. So every lunch hour she goes and she spends an hour with her kid. And that's amazing. So there you go. But don't, don't let that sour you on being a stay-at-home mom. Cause that's silly too. There's women who just love being stay-at-home moms they love it they're pigs and shit they love it love it love it and it's the most fulfilling rewarding amazing thing so don't don't let that not be an option because of your shitty parents who should have been focused on you and by the way not your shitty parents your shitty 
selfish dad who should have been focused on you and not getting his D-I-C-K um, rubbed by the neighbor or whoever. <laughs> I don't know. That's what my dad was doing. Maybe some other lady in the neighborhood. I don't know who was banging, but you know what I mean? Don't let, don't let your shitty parents sabotage any of your happiness and how you raise your kids. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. Um, any suppressed memories come up? Yeah, every day, all day. Every day. Every, I'll tell you what, having children is the most triggering thing in the world. All, all, almost every week, something new. You know, you, you go from joy to rage, exhaustion, exhilaration, all day, every day, every six seconds. Like it's, that's why it's so hard. Um, that's why you need a support system. You need, if you're, you know, go, go see a shrink, man. Go get your therapy on. Um, so yeah, and, I, and again, this, this thing that all stay-at-home moms were like, you know, Xanax addicted, pill popping, What? it's not the truth. It's just not the case. I know wonderful stay-at-home moms who just love it. So anyway. All right, let's get back to the program. Okay, moving on. Let's do another voicemail. We have one left, and then we'll go to mom fails, everybody's favorite. <laughs> Hi, mummies. So I know you've talked about this on your Netflix special, but I know that you really prioritize keeping it alive in your marriage. And I was wondering, how do you keep it alive in your marriage with Tom, um, besides the fact that he has an amazing beard and I dig his <laughs> beard, so I imagine you do too. Um, so any advice around that would be great. You got I it. find myself turned on when my husband makes me a pot of coffee. So <laughs> thanks, Christina. Big fan. Bye. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Listen, man, I'll tell you what I do. And this is real talk. And this is not politically correct. And, um, and um, I don't know. It might get me in trouble. But I kind of go 1950s on my marriage a little bit. What does that mean? Um, look, he supports my career. He's the most supportive, wonderful husband. Um, I spoil him and I treat him like a 1950s dad in a lot of ways. Um, there was this great comedian I worked with at the Laugh Factory this Friday, Clay, Clay Clinton. Oh, I wish I knew his last name. And he had this, sorry, Clinton, if you're listening, he had this great bit. He goes, all men want is for a woman to bring them a plate of food. He goes, because growing up, we watched our mommies bring our daddies plates of food. And I thought, well, isn't that the perfect encapsulation of, um, of how that's how I feel. I was raised the old European way, which is a woman does fucking bring her husband a plate of food. I, I do like to have when my husband comes home off the road because he, he does work hard for us and he works fucking hard and he does his part. Like he's a good man. He doesn't gamble. He doesn't drink. He doesn't, as far as I know, whore around. He's not spending my money at the strip club. Like, he's a good fucking guy. And I want to keep him. So I take care of him and I give him the stuff that he likes. I make sure there's food in the house. I like to cook something on Sundays. I got a, a, a rule at my house, Sunday treats, which means I order a grip of fucking, uh, I, did, I do barbecue, I do whatever it is. And we feast and we enjoy each other's company and I let the guy chill. I let him sit in his underwear and watch football on a Sunday. I don't nag him about that. Um, bring him plates of food. I stroke his beard. I tell him I love him. I think uh, I think that's so like how you keep the sex stuff alive is 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 
a fraction of keeping everything else. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you got to adore, I believe, uh, a man. If that's only if he's nice to you now, by the way. If he's a piece of shit, ignore everything I'm telling you. Like if this guy is like <laughs> a, a an addict, if they're addicts, no. You cannot ha be married to an addict. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Um, a womanizer? No. These are scumbags. I'm saying if you got a nice man on your hands, keep him around. Okay, so what else? Okay, I cook for him. Um, I do little nice wifey things. For instance, today, he's grumpy as F because he's been on tour forever. And I said, great, I'm checking you into the spa. So I made a spa appointment for him. And I was like, get out of here. Go away for a day. I don't want to see you until you're in <laughs> a better place. That's a nice thing to take care of him. You find out what they like and you do those things as much as possible. He likes objects. My husband loves stuff. I'm not a big stuff person, but if I go to the mall with the kids, I'll be, let's get a present for daddy. Let's show him that we're thinking about him. And he loves it. He opens the trinket and he goes, oh, this is really, oh my God. And then he puts it down and he ignores it for the rest of his life. <laughs> but for those few seconds, he's so happy that we thought of him and that means something to him. Um, uh, you know, I celebrate his accomplishments. He celebrates mine. Like yesterday, he came back from a really successful road week and we, we all went and got him some balloons. So he came home and there's a nice thing of balloon. Hey, you did it. Congrats. You know, celebrate them. Um, okay, sexually, I, I'm not like Leanne uh, where she gives quarterly BJs, although that's a valid, and listen to that episode with Leanne Kreischer if you haven't, the last one she came in here. She said she gives Bert quarterly BJs. Awesome. If that's, if you want to put it on a schedule like that, 100%. I believe in regular uh, milking of your husband. I think it helps everybody in the family. It, it cuts down on their crankiness, their irritability, their rage levels. You know what I'm saying? Like the male whatever everything functions better when your husband doesn't have anger juice in his nuts it just they'll do chores easier like it benefits the wife people don't know this <laughs> it's not about you putting out it's about you greasing the wheels for the family you know what i'm saying like when my husband's nuts are empty he takes out the trash he yeah let me go clean the car yeah let me go put gas in your car like it's so much easier for everybody so find out what he likes. Yeah, if it's a quarterly BJ, do that. You know what else is great? Um, AdamandEve.com, especially those of us that have been married for millions of years. Buy all kinds. Yeah, I don't know if you want to bring this one up on AdamandEve.com. Yeah, I think it's decent. You can put this on YouTube. Look, all kinds of interesting things that light up and pushy button. And what do men love? Pushing buttons on stuff and things that light up and doodads and things. Buy something ridiculous on um, Adam and Eve. I don't, they don't sponsor me or anything like that. But I, hey, the, the thing shows up in a, an unmarked package. So your children, nobody will see what you've purchased. Um, nothing a glass of wine can't fix at night, ladies. I know you're tired. I know you're tired at the end of the day. But that's when you, that's what wine is for. You drink a glass. You, hey, I got something for us at the Adam and Eve place. And you look like, you look like a real sex kitten too when you're like, oh, I ordered something online. They're like, oh, you nasty. It's like not even a big deal. You know, it's <laughs> like one stupid thing and they're like, oh, ooh. And that's what I do. Real talk. There you go. Maybe I'll do a whole episode on um, husband maintenance. That would be fun. Maybe Leanne and I could do another. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me do this next one because this one really, 
and then we'll go into mom feels. This one really tugged on my nuts emotionally, my emotional nuts. <laughs> you know, I read these emails and sometimes I'm like, oh my God, I can, my heart breaks. Okay. Hey, Hitler. My name is Lou. I'm 22 years old and live in Tempe, Arizona. I am female to male transgender, meaning I was born with big old milk flaps and a JJ. I am in the early stages of transitioning and still presenting like a butchy lesbian. My voice is starting to deepen and I am starting to grow hair after taking Rambo juice, as my boyfriend calls it. So hold on. So you're female to male and now you have a boyfriend. So now you are a gay man. Okay. My mom is very close to your age and I've always viewed her as being super progressive and understanding. Since coming out, she's been extremely distant and has pretty much completely ignored my choice. In the past couple of months, we have only spoken a handful of times and it gets pretty awkward every time. My question for you is, how would you feel if one of your boys came out as transgender as a teenager slash young adult? Would you and Tom be understanding of their choice? Also, how would you want your kiddos to approach you on this subject? I feel like I don't even know where to start. I have bought her books to help her understand the process, but she is still apprehensive. Thanks, mommy. Piss on me. Beat me, Lou. <laughs> always thrilled with the greetings on these shows these are all ymh references for those of you who are like i don't know what this woman what's hitler doing in this email okay so lou number one congratulations on your transitioning i you're 22 and that's awesome that you're doing it so young in life that you'll have your whole life ahead of you as um a male which is fantastic so good for you um, congratulations on a boyfriend. It sounds like you're living a pretty successful, happy life. Um, but such a bummer that your mom is not fully accepting of you. So your question to me is, how would I feel if one of my boys came out as transgender? Well, I'll tell you, I don't know because I'm not, I haven't crossed that bridge yet, but I can't imagine, I can't imagine if your mother was paying attention all these years that this really comes as such a surprise to her. Um, because from what I understand, it's not like you were probably wearing ruffle dresses and playing with your non-binary black wheelchair Barbie. No, I'm kidding. You probably had a traditional Barbie. <laughs> you had your, your gendered, how dare they buy you a gendered Barbie? Um, they're making those now, you know, that there's like black wheelchair Barbie and there's, um, there's now asexual, not, um, non-gendered Barbies and Ken's cool. Great. Um, but I'm, I'm guessing you probably weren't, is what I'm saying, a traditional girly girl growing up. And I suspect that she suspected that you may have been what different, right? So I can't imagine being completely shocked if one of my boys who had always been a little effeminate or whatever, I whatever, whatever, would come to me. I'd be like, oh, okay, that kind of makes sense. I may be relieved because I may sense that my kid... Because from what I understand, um, and also I have a, an acquaintance who is transitioning from male to female now, and I know, I've known him for about 10 or 15 years, and he's in his 50s transitioning, which makes me so sad because I wish he could be a hot 22-year-old, um, you know, versus a 50-year-old a transitioned. I just, it just makes me so sad for him. Like, oh, congratulations, you're a middle-aged woman. <laughs> like, it sucks. But... Um, but he was depressed and something was off with him for years. And I've known the guy and I'm the woman, sorry now. And, um, but when, when she told me like, oh, this is, I'm transitioning. I thought, oh, what a relief because I always sensed that something was off in her. 
so I know it's so tough, mommy. I'm sorry, Lou, that uh, your mom doesn't get it. But here's the deal, man. She's known you one way. She changed her little diapers one way. And now in her mind, if this is a complete shock, she's having to accept you as a whole new person, a new version of you. She may be embarrassed. She may be embarrassed in terms of uh, what are the neighbors going to think? What's the family going to think? OMG, you know, what's the church ladies going to say or what? Um, that might be part of it. She might be afraid. It's foreign. It's weird for her. Um, and yeah, getting books and stuff, that's such the right lane. However, she's not ready yet. So you're going to have to give her time to come around to your new, the new you, right? Just like you're transitioning. That's a, that's a transition literally from one to another. It's going to take her a minute to get used to you. So be patient, I imagine. Um, I don't know if she's saying whack stuff to you or whatever, but I don't know. But here's the deal. This is what I know of human beings. They, she may not understand trans. She may not understand these words and these terms. All humans, if they're, if they're not sociopaths, understand suffering. Suffering is universal. Suffering makes sense in every language. If you were to sit down with her, Lou, and convey to her the great suffering you had maybe growing up as a girl, not feeling like that made sense for you. The suffering of, of being born into a body that's like, ugh, it's not, this doesn't fit. I think your mom might be more, I don't know, accepting of it. Because I, I don't think any parent wants their kids to suffer. And and that's what I learned watching these shows on TLC. Like like, like when the 50-year-old dads are transitioning and you're like, oh my God, like how can this happen? And then you you hear them talk about their suffering and they're crying and they're like, like oh, well, I get that. Then God damn it, let the guy, you know, just fucking go be a woman. Go be happy. Um, so yeah, sit down and talk about your feelings. Forget explaining how you're going to grow facial hair or how they're going to construct a peanut. Don't, uh, she doesn't, it's not there. She's not there yet. But um, just sit down and talk to her about your suffering. And I, I guarantee, I guarantee she'll feel a lot more open to hearing about your transition then. She's in shock. I'm guessing she's in shock. Okay, let me just looky looky here, mommy. Oh, Christ. One more. I just love these. Okay. Um... Christina, I'm not a mom, but my boyfriend and I do want children in the future. I have an extreme phobia of vomiting that is keeping me so scared of childbirth and parenting. I've always had this crippling fear, and I do plan on seeing a therapist as soon as I can. But I was wondering how you navigate being a mother with this phobia. I'm mostly so horrified of morning sickness, Bobby. Yeah, uh, I have a metaphobia. I have an extreme phobia of vomiting. Uh, I haven't vomited since 2003. Knock on wood. <laughs> That's right. Two pregnancies, two deliveries no puking um but my kids will bring home a stomach bug eventually and um oh gosh I mean my kids have puked already and it's not it's I get I get weird about it but then I talk myself off ledge basically you have to talk to your therapist about it that's really the only thing you can do I tried hypnotherapy for it too which really helped so I would recommend going to a hypnotherapist just google that in your area it was like like a couple of hours and that really worked um interesting how many yeah. how many sessions one session how long it was a couple hours couple hours 
and you go through um why you're afraid of it like what's the the root because really all phobias are rooted in you're not you not wanting to feel certain feelings um and you associate something with something else that's not linked up necessarily just i don't know anyway go see a hypnotherapist it works for smoking i stopped smoking with hypnotherapy i did hypnobirthing that didn't work for me but Wait, hypno, what yeah. hypnobirthing oh yeah like so, where you're hypnotized while you're giving birth mm, kind of so hypnobirthing for those of you guys uh, interested in that it's um hip it's like hypnosis and what you do is you walk through your fears of delivery by the way anybody listening to this i get a lot of emails too scared of birth you go to a hypnotherapist, you talk about your fears, like what is it that you fear the most, right? So she'll make a list of those things and then in your hypnosis, fix those things basically is what they do. And then so when you're in during birth, you th she gives you tools like um, imagine colors. So you'll be like, okay, this pain is like a rainbow. It's red, it's orange, it's yellow. Like you visualize the stuff that the hypnotherapist gave you, but you still feel pain. <laughs> like none of that stuff is, I know they're, it doesn't mean you don't feel it. Like I, I remember we did a video on your mom's house where this woman was like, I'm having an orgasm during birth. Like, no, you're not. Like you're, you're, you're not crazy like you're you're redirecting this pain into your pretending your your mind is telling you that there's no way yeah anyways that's definitely an option hypnotherapy i would look into that go uh cognitive behavioral therapy to redirect your anxieties um there you go hold on i did want to get to a couple more yeah, I, I got to get these native because I these stick in my head all freaking yeah, go week. For it. We got time, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's so many that I want to get to that I. Okay, this one's interesting. Best time to have sex to get pregnant. My boyfriend and I have recently started trying having kids. How accurate would you say tracking ovulation would be via Flow apps? I've been tracking mine, and we tried to make marital loves when the app says. But I have heard they're not entirely accurate because it's hard to track exactly, especially when I've been on the pill for years prior and skipped months period. Is there really a set tiny fr a set tiny frame for ovulating or is there a wider gap? Okay, okay, listen, listen, listen. Here's what you're going to do, Anonymous. Ta-ta there, retard, she says. <laughs> okay, here's what you're going to do. No, the freaking app is not 100% accurate. That is based on like standard women's cycles, okay? I learned the hard way that I'm an early ovulator. Like I swear I would feel it. I'm like, I get my period and then five days later I'm ovulating. I'm like, how is this? This isn't right. I'm supposed to be two weeks later. Because, okay, okay. So for those who back, up, back it up, you get your period, that's day one of your cycle. In two weeks, you're supposed to ovulate, right? There's that fertile window. And then two weeks after that, you get your period. So if you're not pregnant, you get your period, right? Standard. Not everybody ovulates exactly two weeks after their period. So these apps that are tracking you, unless you're wearing that bracelet, there's that company Ava, I believe, that they track your fertility. I have not like fully explored this, so do not whatever do that. Simple solution, guys. Go to your Rite Aid, your CVS pharmacy. There are ovulation sticks. You pee on them in the morning when you wake up, when there's lots of hormones in your urine. First thing in the morning, pee on that stick and it'll tell you. It'll beep if you're fertile. Beep, beep, beep. It'll give you like a, a, like a thumbs up symbol or a, I think the symbol is like this. And that lets you know it's time. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. What if it did that? It gives you an erect penis. <laughs> Entering a vagina. No. Uh, 
It brings up a bottle of wine. No, so that lets you know that you're in the window. And that, my friends, is really, in my opinion, that's a, that's a great effective way. You're, the thing tells you. So start peeing on sticks and write that down. Um, you can take your ba a basal thermometer. You take your temperature in the morning. I never did that one, but I hear that works. You can check out your discharge. They tell you if it's clear and stretchy, you're ovulating. However, the secret to getting preggers, ladies, you got to F before you're actually ovulating, okay? Because you want sperm in your fallopian tubes. The minute that egg psh, releases, it's going to get fertilized in the fallopian tube and then in the uterus. So start banging a day before you're going to ovulate and bang on the day of ovulation and then the next two or three days. So that, that's like four days, five days of just banging. Have them bust nuts in you at least four or five days in a row and um, and you will hopefully get pregnant. There you go. Okay. It, it, yeah, would you ahead. recommend limiting it to one nut a day or is yeah. it like nut all day, every day? No, no. You don't need to do it all day, every day. You just need to get that first nut in um, when it says you're, yeah, just once a day. Once a day, and you can lay down, so preferably at night, so you're not, you know, spilling the sacred seed everywhere. You can just lay down. Okay, hold on. Let me make sure I'm covering my bases. Okay, working mom guilt. This one's great. Hey, mommies, my name is Sochil, X-O-C-H-I-T-L, Sochil, from Illinois. I'm a mommy to a beautiful six-month-old baby girl. I went back to work when my daughter was three months and within this past month, I got a new job that I really enjoy. But I have mom guilt all the time about everything. I feel guilty that I enjoy my job. Um, <laughs> ergo, enjoying time away from my daughter. Also, I feel guilty for not getting the quality time during the weekday with her that I'd like to. as She's pretty much ready for bed shortly after I get home from work. When I interviewed for my current job, they asked me what personal hurdles I may have. And I mentioned the fact that I do have a baby. Being a working mom, I feel like that puts us at a disadvantage in the workforce as we have to take time off for doctor appointments, can't stay late to work because we've got to pick them up from daycare, and may have to leave abruptly to take care of a sick baby. Please tell me I'm not alone. Don't worry. I'm going to, ther I'm going to therapy. Good. My second session is tomorrow. Keep my take. Great. So chill. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is like the dirty secret of the, um, the mom world is like, yeah listen guess what you're a mom all this shit falls on your lap when the kid gets sick mom's taking the baby to the doctor not dad usually uh both when the baby gets sick the baby wants mom too we're we're the center of the universe to, to little ones they want your comfort um you're the scheduler of appointments you're the you're everything right you know all this stuff um daycare pickups okay so here's what you can do i don't know what your situation is with your husband if you have a husband or whatnot um try to arrange it that your husband can pick them up from daycare that would be nice every now and then right is there stuff that your husband can do sometimes dads do doctor appointments i'd make my husband do them occasionally when he can um oh and here's a dirty secret yeah having a kid throws a wrench in uh women's careers period um, I feel like that book, that lean in book was great and not so great in that, uh, cause I read that book that's called lean in. It was like, what was she? The CEO of Facebook. Do, do you know what I'm talking about? Nadal? Oh. She's CEO of Facebook. So, um, look, Google Sheryl lean Sandberg? in Sheryl Sandberg. 
And she got a lot of blowback. <laughs> she was encouraging women. There it is. Lean in. Lean in. Women work and the will to lead. This is hilarious. Sheryl Sandberg. So she got pregnant. The story was this poor woman. She got pregnant. And just as she was being offered, I believe that, is it Facebook she worked at or Google? Or I forget. Facebook, I think. And yeah. Yeah, and the whole book is about how women often take their foot off the pedal um, when they have careers, right, to have the children and to be there for the children. And her argument was like, yeah, well, I I became like the whatever second in command at Facebook just as I was pregnant and I did it all. Like I I worked my days and I had there was a daycare at Facebook, so that was fortunate you know, and, and a lot of women don't have the benefits that she that that was the blowback is like, yeah, bitch, but you're, you know, you've, you've got a lot of money, you probably afford a lot of nannies and whatever it is. A lot of us can't do that, bitch. Um, anyways, that's a good book if you want to read if you're a, a working mom, because I think it addresses a lot of the guilt issues. Look, there's guilt either way. Okay. If you're a working mom, you're guilty because you're not home for every milestone. If you're a stay at home mom, maybe you're guilty for, I don't know, not pursuing the career or you feel left behind. There's guilt on either side of this equation. It's a no win situation. You're going to feel guilt for everything all the fucking time. It's just part of being a mom. So pick your poison, deal with it. Um, you know what I would suggest? Cause I kind of do a blend of both. Like I, I'm just the business I'm in. I'm fortunate enough that I don't I don't have to work a ton of like nine to five hours, right? So I'm home with my kids a lot. And then if I do travel, it's for 48, 72 hours and I'm home once a month. Big deal. But I used to do a lot more. So yeah, I pulled back um, to be with my children because I know that it's four years of whatever, four or five years. And then they're going to go to school. And then, you know, those four, you don't you don't get those four or five first years back where they're developing their personalities and they really need you. So, you know. I don't know, man. Is there a way you can you can construct your work schedule to accommodate being with them a little bit more so you don't have so much guilt about it? Is there a way to work part-time? Is there a way to... I don't know. I don't know. Is there a way to mitigate the guilt of it? Um, I don't know. That's what I did. I'm just being honest. I'm not advocating this for everybody. But yes, I did pull back because I, I didn't want my children to... I didn't want to miss out. And I, I got... Listen, but I got a lot of freaking issues all right i'm overcompensating here <laughs> oh my god i'm trying to i'm trying to correct all the wrongs from my childhood so you know i, I ain't doing it perfect uh you just do what's right for you and your conscience and and what what works okay mommy and you're gonna feel guilty no matter what so chill you're just gonna feel guilty you're gonna feel guilty for you know not feed them a mac and cheese for dinner you're gonna feel guilty about it all so just you gotta choose your your guilt poison okay let's do some mom fails and then we are out of here for this week go ahead now it's time for a round of mom, mom fails what do we got oh, let's do the let's do the voicemail hi mommy i have a multi-generational mom fail the other day my three and a half year old son went over to his best friend's house for a play date his parents and my husband and i are very good friend, so I didn't think that anything would come of it. But when I picked him up, he kind of got a bad review with my other best friend, Mommy, saying, 
There was a lot of poop talk. <laughs> so we've been potty training. Yeah. He's pretty much potty trained now, but for a long time, we talked a lot about brown and all the different stuff that goes along with that. And now he realized people laugh when he talks about it. <laughs> well, men laugh when they talk about it. So yeah. I thought, oh, shoot, I can see how other parents wouldn't like that. And, you know, his best friend is very sweet. Well, it. That happened on Grandparents' Day, and we went back to our house, and since we don't live by our families, we FaceTimed with all the grandparents, and every single grandparent during our short two-minute FaceTime thing all mentioned different forms of brown. One, my mother asked if Rowan could do the cornholio impression that they taught him. So, yes, <laughs> um, that's my mom fail. It runs in our family. I guess we're just, you know, people who think browns are a little funnier than they should be. Yep. Love you. Bye. I love it. I think that's a mom win. I think that you need to find new friends because these neighbors are freaking nerds. If they're not down with your brown talk, screw them, man. That's lame. I just taught my kid how to blow farts, uh, fart noises on his arm. Like when you, you ever do that on your bare skin, you go, Pfft. I just taught him that one. Good for you, man. Keep it up. Listen, can't be perfect. That was good. Okay, what else we got? Mom, fans. Hi, Mommy Jeans. I'm Madison from Portland, Oregon. Just moved to LA, and I have a mom sale for you. I am not a mom myself, but my sister and I used to get in the shower with my mom, <laughs> and we would ask her if she wanted a Minnie Mouse pancake or a Mickey Mouse pancake. <laughs> and what I mean by that is... We would smush her boobs between our little hands and make pancakes with her breath like she would, I guess, in the morning for us um, in our little minds. So super weird. Uh, my sister and I joke about it now, but um just wanted to share that mom feel for you. I hope my mom doesn't listen to this, but I doubt she does. No way. Um, keep them high and tight. Thank you so much. I love you for what you do. Thank you. Hope to see you soon in L.A. Thanks. Hilarious. Bye. <laughs> Mickey Mouser man. That's so funny. I remember being obsessed with my mom's boobs too. I don't think that's, I feel like that's standard, especially when you're a little girl, because you're like, oh, one day I'm going to have those big old knockers. You know? <laughs> I was always trying to grab my mom's boobs because she would always wear like tube tops around the house and she had such big flap wagons. Like they were so hangy and like, like mine are pretty hangy now too, but hers were just flat and hangy. Like, so wide and i'm like ugh, are they always that nasty anyway um all right that's it that's all i have for you i don't want to read anymore i feel like i read too many anyway send me your videos where my mom's at at gmail.com send me your voicemails send me your voicemails leave me your voicemail 213-375-5184 uh, let me know if there's any topics you want me to discuss. I, I'll do, I want to do like a marriage one. Maybe I'll bring Tom in and we'll do like how to keep your marriage happy um, despite having kids. That's a good idea. I know, huh? Or, or maybe a male, just a male comic. I don't know. I don't know if Tom, he's he's a little more private, private than me. All right, mommies. Um, thank you for downloading this episode. Thank you for subscribing on YouTube. And also, subscribe on iTunes. Why not just have this podcast fresh, fresh in your inbox on Mondays? <laughs> Come see me do stand-up live at the Ice House in Pasadena, Irvine Improv and Flappers. And I'm going to put up my 2020 dates pretty soon. And um, that's it. Thank you so much for supporting the show. I'll see you next week. Mwah! 